Yeah, that's a big sigh. I'm not entirely sure everything that I wanted to say today, but I know that I just had to say something. So I'm recording this on New Year's Eve. It's the 31st. And New Year's is an interesting time. It's a, a very busy time for those of us in the coaching world or in the health and fitness world as goal setting seems to be ripe for the new year, right? Even though it's it's kind of interesting when you think about it, because at the stroke of midnight tonight, it's no longer 2020, it's 2021. But what really changes other than the calendar? I mean, you are still going to be you, right? There's no bolt of lightning that comes down at midnight and changes you into a different person or gives you superpowers, at least not to my knowledge. So what is it about the new year that seems to mean so much? Well, in reality, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of the completion of 12 months. It's a symbol kind of starting maybe to put a close on this chapter. At least that's what a lot of the emails that I'm getting say. Goodbye, 2020. But I think one of the things that that feels different about this year is deep down, I think we know that we're not out of the woods yet, that 2020 isn't quite over. Some of the things that made this year different, the coronavirus, working from home, the closure of shops, restaurants, changes in people's occupations. Some of those things stay. They stay even into next year. And when you really start to break it down, when we think about how things are going in the healthcare world, COVID-19 is probably going to be staying with us for a little while longer, even though I know you're tired of it. I know I am. And I wish that I wasn't spending another holiday kind of in isolation. As much as Zoom festivities are certainly fun, ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Does that frustrate you? Do you get pissed off? I think you're allowed to be. You're allowed to be frustrated and tired, but you can't give up, right? The virus kind of stays around whether we like it or not. So what is it that we can do? If we are truly using this New Year's as a symbol, what is more realistic? What is more plausible? Is there a right or a wrong way? to do to do this. I don't really think there is. One of the things that I do think New Year's is good for is for some time of reflection. It's a time to look back at rather than just short term, how am I feeling today? How did I do this month? To think about where you were 12 months ago and compare that to where you're sitting at today. I think that's where the power of symbols of the markers that we plant. And when we look back at time and we think about chunks of time, where do we want to be at the end of 2021? Where do you want to be at the start of 2021? And when you start breaking apart those things, I think that's where it can be powerful, even though these things are not going to happen on their own. The only thing that is going to happen on its own is the calendar. You know, one of the things that I've been trying uh, lately as a little bit of reflection exercise, is this really cool tool called the Year Compass. It's at yearcompass.com, Y-E-A-R-C-O-M-P-A-S-S.com. And I'll have a link to this in the show notes as well. But what it is, is it's it's a small form, about 20 pages. It's an editable PDF, or you can print it out, and it's a free tool. It's a way that helps you kind of close out 2020 and set you up for 2021. And I've seen this around. I've never actually done it myself. I've seen this symbol. Reminds me of a Cigarose album. And what it it actually is, is these guided journal entries that help you kind of reflect on the year as a whole. 
So what it says is with a set of carefully collected select, excuse me, carefully selected questions and exercises, your compass helps you uncover your own patterns and design the ideal year for yourself. And I really like that title, right? Compass. When we think about how we want our next year to go, man, I mean, if you hear the term unprecedented times once again, right? I'm probably going to scream because when is things ever precedented, ever predictable? I think there are certain things, certain aspects of our life that are predictable. But when you think of a year in its entirety, there's usually always a curveball around the corner, something that surprises us, something that challenges us. And although it would be really nice if we could say, okay, 2021 is the year of predictability. I want to know exactly what's in store. I want to know what's around the corner so I can set myself up and just be ready for anything that comes. That may be what we say, what we want, but is that really what we need? So again, a compass, right? A year compass. The compass says you set a direction. And as long as you follow this compass, even if you take little detours, you can have faith that you are going on the right track. Eventually, you will reach your destination. You can curve around to the left or you can curve around to the right. But if you keep following a compass, it will take you to the same destination point. And again, we think we want those smooth, predictable you know, map quest directions, right? Where it plots out every stop, every gas station. But what challenges you are the things that change you, are the things that make you stronger, are the things that make you better. So I really enjoy this. I've enjoyed this kind of exercise, even though it's just about 20 pages. I think it takes about three to four hours of dedicated work. I've gotten about halfway through. I've kind of played around with it the past couple of days and taken a few breaks, about an hour and a half is about halfway mark. So I am saying about three hours. I'm one of those people that finding four hours of dedicated start to stop time is not always feasible for kind of the home and work-life balance. So I've been doing it in little chunks and I'd encourage you to do the same. And I honestly, even though I think it would be really nice to have this like all set in stone before, you know, the, the ball drops at midnight, but that's not, that's, that's okay that I may still kind of work on this a few days after. In fact, I even I even kind of enjoy that. When it comes to things like New Year's resolutions is that we tend to treat a lot of these things with intensity, but in reality, it's the consistency that actually makes them happen. It's the consistency in building up to small milestones when you actually pick apart people who are successful and doing what they want. And so knowing that for me, that if I'm even to kind of dabble on this a little bit after the new year and then maybe revisit it a few times, it might actually have more beneficial results to me than if I were to have this all done and have this fully fledged review, you know, on December 31st. But here we are. And I think it's okay because it works for me. One of the few things that I found really interesting from this reflection exercise is that it gives you this permission, this permission to be frustrated and kind of pissed off and kind of reflect back in the year and what you do, what you've done, what you didn't do, what upsets you, what makes you angry. And it kind of walks you through processing that at a very gradual rate. And one of the things that I found that I probably wouldn't have discovered if I hadn't started this little year compass exercise is that lately, especially this month alone, is that I've really felt kind of a mess, kind of lost sometimes, very unmotivated, very undriven. 
And I've been really relying on a lot of spur of the moment types activities or uh, kick in the pants kind of things. When you have a friend that kind of reminds you of this task that you said you were going to do or work obligation deadline comes along, you know, that's really when I can kick it into gear. And those things are nice. In fact, being that flexible, using that spur of the moment burst has allowed me to survive many of the encounters this year that challenged both myself and our and our immediate family. And I've talked about a few of those things, right? My wife had a job change. And normally, if I were to kind of walk it back a few years and think about where I was with safety, security, and risk, a huge job change in the middle of a pandemic probably would have been enough to have me in a nervous breakdown. But learning of what's important of work-life balance with all of us being at home and kind of being exposed to what my wife's previous work life was like, what that, the expectations, how it impacted her, seeing that firsthand gave me the ability to trust that everything is going to be okay, even if I didn't 100% know everything that was going to happen. And to trust in that process and that everything will be okay even if I didn't have the risk management on the financial aspect. In fact, it was probably the worst time to make a decision to change our in our income. And even in my wife's new position, you know, we she has a different income income level. In fact, she took a, a big, you know, yearly salary hit in order to work at the job that she works at now, but she's so happy. She's so much happier. And when I reflect on that moment, That was something I probably would not have been able to do multiple years ago because I am someone who very, very much likes a plan, like structure, likes organization. And what I've realized is that I have used in as a way to survive that kind of flexibility approach to get through this year. But when I completely abandon my structure, how I organize my tasks and map out my days, the needle goes all the way up to the other side. And eventually, there's no gas in the gas tank. So when I reflect back on what I want next year to look like, I'm going to have to take the things from this year that have served me and served me well, like that flexibility, like not allowing your finances to completely derail you from a higher quality of life. Now, let me tell you, that was not always easy, right? You got, I got two kids and a car payment and house payment and so on and so forth. And a lot of other people don't even have the privilege of one partner's income while the other one changes. Some of our friends in the service industry, they they were left with nothing. So you, you do have to recognize that we were in a little bit better spot. But still, there's a lot to, to be fearful there. And a lot of other people didn't even have those backup options. But regardless of how you compare your individual situation to someone that has it better and someone that has it worse, because yes, there will always be those examples, you can only do the best that you can do. And that, in that moment, supporting a better quality of life, even though we would have to change the type of money that we would spend, was worth it, was worth the risk. And in the end, it all turned out okay, right? We weren't going out as much because there was nowhere to go. You weren't eating out as much. We weren't um, going on vacations, so on and so forth, right? The, all the, the perks of modern middle-class America life. So we ended up making it work. And 
also, you know, so again, that year compass had shown me that going forward, that flexibility was needed, that understanding, and that going forward, I need to merge both my drive for structure and organization and pair up that flexibility into probably what I think the best version of myself could be, my potential. So I would really encourage you to take a look at the year compass. Now, that being said, kind of slipping and sliding into the new year, as arbitrary as the the date is, has not felt very good. I've not felt super motivated, even though there are a few big changes for me on the horizon as far as what my employment, my day jobs, and my projects are going to look like next year. But there's still like this big gap. And when I was filling out this kind of reflection on the end of the year, I was getting really frustrated at myself really frustrated that I didn't do more. I would look at my friends' Instagrams that have done more refinishing in their kitchen and more updates to their backyard. And while there are a few projects we knocked out this year, I really found myself focusing on all the shortcomings that I had. And one of the things that I realized is that 2020 is 100% a lesson, a lesson on what we needed to disrupt our previous patterns and what we took for granted. It's a lesson on the weak points in your routine and your structure. When that structure is changed, when that routine is changed, when all the things that you thought were always going to be there and always available were taken away, such as community, social connection, whether it's time with friends for a happy hour cocktail, whether it's a birthday party or a holiday with family, or it's going out to a restaurant or talking at the water cooler with your coworkers. That certainly had an impact on me that I didn't really think was going to be that big a deal, right? Don't we got email? Don't we have Zoom? Don't we have text messages and phones? When I reflect back, I don't think I handled it as well as I could have or should have. But 2020 is a lesson, not a life sentence. And when you process that entirely, you also realize that it's okay. It's okay if you didn't perform your best this year. It's okay if you did do a lot and you had a great year, right? Just because someone has it better, there are several businesses that thrive this year while many, many others collapsed. And that's okay. What we have learned about community is that just because someone thrives doesn't mean we need to take them down a few steps in order to feel better. For me personally, that doesn't do anything for me. But if we take this as a lesson, a lesson to be applied, I think we're looking at shedding terms like unprecedented times and saying, and the the quote unquote new normal. And we're starting to say, what is the future that we're going to be involved looks like? That can possibly anticipate these kinds of things. Now, that doesn't mean to predict the next global pandemic or the next global catastrophe. It does say, what are the things that we took for granted and what are the things that we can control and how can we apply that to next year? When I think about that, it's to savor moments of human connection. It is to savor things and prioritize things like your personal well-being, like your friends and family life in whatever shape and form that may be. I think we saw If you are on the internet at all, pictures of lots of holiday services where even though they're telling us, hey, it may not be 100% safe to, to have big gatherings, 
you see a lot of people still doing that. And that can be frustrating, right? Because you're like, hey, I'm doing my part. I'm doing everything right. Why is this virus still around? Why am I having to sacrifice when other people don't? You know, we've kind of realized the both the benefits and limitations of individualism. The best you can do is focusing on being the best version of yourself, not because we're hoping there is some karma payment at the end of it, but because this is your contribution that makes you the very best version of you. These things are extremely more difficult and more convoluted if you have had different people experience things like COVID in different ways. In our family, we had someone that had COVID for over two months and lost their life to it in the hospital by themselves early on in the year when the whole time we were hoping to get better. And then in the past couple months, I've heard of several other people that have had family and friends have COVID and they say it sucks. It's like a really bad cold for a week. And then they got better. Now, if we were to apply that same kind of frustration when you see people gathering without masks or breaking the rules, is that I don't wish any ill upon them. Or the fact that other people made it out okay doesn't change the fact that we did the absolute best that we could do in these situations. And all you can do going forward is to make yourself the very best version of you for the people you care and love and support. So this New Year's, we're not really doing a whole lot. That's one of the things when we talk about risk, we decided that because we still have a couple members of our extended family that are high risk, that we're making a couple sacrifices this year so that we can hopefully have some more in the future. That is what I decided is best for me personally. Now, if I look at other people and I constantly fixate on the fact that they aren't playing by the rules, that doesn't take away that the decision I made is the best for my family. I'm doing my part. You become the very best version of you and you do what you think is comfortable and safe so that you can be the best version of yourself for other people. In the worst case scenario of individualism, we have seen that people say, I don't believe this. I don't care what you say. I'm perfectly healthy. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Whether it's wearing a mask, washing your hands, whatever. The more that you take that energy internally and focus it on how you can be the very best version of you that you're okay with, that you would be proud of, means there is less room in your life to be focused on the people who aren't playing by the rules. Yeah, it's not fair. Lots of things in life aren't necessarily fair and you're not at fault. We're not, there's no one person at fault for what's going on, but we each kind of have a responsibility right now. When you think about the end of this year, it's just taking the lessons that you've learned and seeing if you can apply it forward to set a life of intention. So we will go ahead and leave it there for today. Do you do any type of end of year reflection or setting of intentions? I think we all know we have new year's resolutions, We all know what the common ones are, but is that going to be enough to set the type of year that you want in 2021? I would love to hear your thoughts. You can always shoot me an email at info at HawthorneUnion.com. Stay tuned. We'll be having, uh, there's a few more guests I'd like to get on the show, hopefully in January that we'll be recording with. And then I would love to start doing a series primarily on leadership. So that is up and coming. That is what you can expect next year from Cross Street Coaching. But until then, everyone stay safe and until next time.